Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. for some time now and from the day I stepped into this church my life has only gotten better and better and better why because we are fed with the word of God every Sunday if you believe it put your hands together and I want you to welcome our pastor our prophet standing yeah are you okay all right Psalm 149 verse 3 let them praise his name in the dance let them sing praises unto him with timbrel and harp let's go down to Psalm 150 and verse 4 praise him with timbrel and dance Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 4. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Amen. I said amen. I am reading these scriptures because I have taken note of the fact that some of you bring your diplomacy with you to church. And so I need to inform you officially that this is the time when Christians dance to the Lord. You may have come from another background. That's your own issue. But here, we read scripture and we do scripture. Is that all right? Are you there? Hey, the church is even quiet again. 
And many of us do not know how to praise God. We were not born dancing. We were not born praising. We learned it as we gave our lives to Christ. So my question to you is why come to church and stand there as a piece of wawa board? All of us on this earth, something moves us. Something, oh me, I'm the quiet type. Nonsense. When you go to a labor ward, quiet women, oh, eh, eh, please give, Pastor, give Dr. Kobe a, a microphone for me. You have just recently been catching babies. Eh, eh. Okay. Yes, please, Lord. yes. What you are saying is very true. Eh, eh. At the labor ward, it's very bad. You see them, they don't, they, they don't care whether they are clothed or not. You see them hitting the wall, crying, screaming. So has anybody said that, Doctor, me, I'm so quiet, I cannot no, scream. Yes, yeah, sure, I haven't seen it. I'm yet to has see any it. of them said, I'm too phlegmatic, so I'm I cannot too... scream? Has any of them told me, I'm too elegant, I cannot uh, so scream? Mommy, they remove their wigs and they're like, hey, it's just walking around. Hey! The truth is that all of us respond to something. Some of you who come to church and stand there like you have no... You're, you are like spaghetti in the church. But if it was Sarkodia, you would have been there shaking your waist, pummeling your hips. Don't bring yourself right here. Amen. You are the reason why many times I stay in my office. I'm always early to church. I stay in my office and I come in after the worship that praises because I don't want to see you. So today let me just tell you the truth. I don't want to see you. When I see you, young person, God has given you life. He has brought you to school. Then you come to church and then you come and manifest your ice block on him. What wrong has he done you? Hey, pastor, you don't know my problems. Problems? Who doesn't have problems? Who doesn't have problems? Or you can't even hear in the microphone that I have a problem. Look at how you are quiet. Yeah. If we look at problems, I shouldn't be standing here talking to you. Every time the weather changes, I lose my voice. And I'm just coming from some long meetings. I didn't just, last week by this time, I was talking like this. I didn't have a voice. The voice, the half, that's what I'm using to come and preach to you. Knowing very well that by preaching to you, by tonight, it will reverse. Don't bring yourself, you have problems. I've not seen her for how long? How? I've not seen her for days. She has not been well, but she is here dancing. Don't bring yourself, we'll see who have problems. That's that my school fees are not being paid. Do you know the bills that man has, that man has not paid? No, don't even start. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, mommy is eyeing you. Especially at the back. I was watching this section during the praise and worship and something was doing me. Sure. If you want to worship God like a piece of dead meat, it's not here you should be. Oh. Go and find another place. It's not here. It's not here. Here we are sinners who have been saved by grace. We understand that we are not correct at all. But because of the powerful blood of Jesus, we also have a right to stand in the house. Come on. It's immediately a plane and say, and maybe I've meant you. I've meant you. Anyway. Anyway, now I can say you are welcome to church. <laughs> Find your Bible and lift it up and let's make our confession this morning. 
<laughs> this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Now, I need to make a couple of announcements before I share with you the glorious word of God. Amen. It's good to be back and good to be back in church. Hallelujah. In the next four or five weeks, campus is going to vacate. Is it true or it's not true? There are going to be exams and you're going to go home. Now, that means when campus vacates, this service goes online. So you are not watching the word encounter service. We will continue to have the presence service online at 7.30 a.m. or 7 a.m. Are you there? 7 a.m. And it will be just as you see it. Dancing, singing, preaching, everything. And it is your service. Are you there? So whatever you do at home is your business. But go online and watch it. We're going to be watching it on Facebook. And it is possible, it is possible that I'll use a closed page. Is that okay? A closed page means that your, you must, what should I say? Your Facebook account name must be known so we can add you to it. Is that okay? I said it is possible. Maybe it will be open. But as I'm standing here, as of now, I feel that I prefer a closed page. Hey, the church is very quiet. Are you there? So if your Facebook name is Ragamuffin, you need to let the technique. Lady Reverend Humi, who is going to be gathering these names so that they can create the closed page? So they can give the name to Lady Pastor Paulina. LP Paulina, please, if you stand in your gorgeous red dress. Amen. So give that name to her. We're going to be collecting these Facebook names over the next few weeks so that we can continue to have a service. Is it a good idea? I said, is it a good idea? Ah, why are you like that? And me, dear, when I go home, I'm going, that's your problem. Go and do whatever. But those of us who are here, who know that this is our church as we are young people in our student days, give your, your, your Facebook name to her and we will continue to have our service. Is that okay? If you are wise at all, you will see that this service is for you when you are on campus at this time. So we are not saying we are the only church. Of course, we cannot be the only church. But this is your place at this time. Is that okay? That's why you see that the messages are a certain type of message delivered in a certain way. So don't miss it. Hmm. Some of you are sitting down there saying that Sunday I want to sleep. When you go home, sleep on Monday, sleep on Tuesday, sleep on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and on Sunday, go to church online. Is that okay? Hey, look at you. All right. Powerful. That's the first announcement. Now, my second announcement has to do with next week, Sunday, the 1st of August. Amen. 
Next week, Sunday, 1st August. Usually, the Sunday that I pray for you before exams is the one just before written exams begin. But this week, this time, I'm choosing to do it on the 1st of August. Because <clears throat> on the 1st of August, we're welcoming all those who have visited us during this year. Amen. Anybody who has been in here, anyone who has passed through here, you may have landed somewhere else. But we're saying that just pay us a visit on the 1st of August. And so this year's exam prayer will be done on the 1st of August. Do you understand it? Yeah. Just so that anybody who comes in just as a visitor will also benefit. Is it okay? If I leave it until, oh, who knows? Maybe we'll repeat it the following week. I don't know. But what I do know is that next week, Sunday, is when I'll do the exam prayer. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Now, I have a very simple, straightforward instruction for you. When you are coming next week, the pen you will use, bring it. An instrument that you use, bring it. Anything that represents your cause, bring it with you. And we are going to call on God and ask him to look upon us and help us. And you see, there are some of you, you are believing, you are unbelieving believers. You believe in Christ, you've given your life to God, but you don't believe supernatural things. And it is only when you go and stand there to have your presentation and the laptop you have been using from Kungru to Kankan says, today, this morning, I won't come on. That's the day you will understand that there are supernatural things as well. Yeah, and I'm saying to you, don't wait until then. Carry something with you to church. We're going to pray. That's your old laptop that has been doing wiggly. Bring it, we shall pray. Believing God that he will do supernatural things. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Or you have not been in an exam before and for no reason your pen says, I will not write. <laughs> Are you? Someone says the calculator stopped working. The calculator was working okay. It had no problem. When, uh, so somebody else was using the computer, it worked. The calculator, it worked. But when you took the calculator, yeah. One time we had an exam here because our leaders do exams. There was a particular leader. He took his laptop. It didn't work. He borrowed somebody's iPad. The person had done the exam with the iPad. But when he took the iPad, it didn't work. Oh, yeah, he tried about three or four times. It just didn't work. <coughs> Ask your neighbor, you cry. do you know where you are from? <laughs> do you know what is waiting and looking for you? So next week, Sunday, we are going to have a truly supernatural Sunday service. I'll preach whatever I'm preaching, but when we are done, we're going to pray. I am believing God that in this church, in a few years' time, you'll come and see master's holders, PhD holders, you come and meet professors, you come and meet people who are sitting at the top of institutions, at the top of World Bank. In fact, I am believing that one day, the president of this nation will come from this congregation. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't happen over there. It begins here. It begins here. Amen and amen. Hey. Hallelujah. Well, I've really enjoyed the service. I've enjoyed the dances. Hey. The film stars this morning, they made me thank God that I was still alive. Because in fact, turn to your neighbor and say, don't go to hell. Don't go. There should be no reason, no reason at all. I mean, it's just an act. But when I looked at them, I said, hey, I'm depressed, cry. When I saw the people coming, I was depressed already. Hey. Hey. 
that they are excited that they come to torture somebody. Ah, send them crying. And it is real. Because that's what the word of God tells us. Put your hands together for the first time. Hallelujah. And today I am rounding up. I'm rounding up this whole series on hell. I thank God we have had time to go into it. To tell you about hell and what the Bible says about hell. If you find yourself in hell in some years to come, know that is your fault. It's not anybody's fault because we have told you what is there. And many times you are attracted to go to a place or you are put off to go to by what people say. So based on what has been said, if you had been joking with it, I'm sure by now you have made up your mind. And I'm saying that, hey, this place, no, I won't go. Amen. And so I want to round it all up by showing you how the blood gives us access to God. Access to God. How are we going to dodge this place? You see, because me, mom, dear, whatever happens, I mean, I'm not minding so much what's happening on earth, but at the end of it all, at the end of it all, Lord, please, let me not go to hell. Are you in the church? Hey, you are quiet again. Let's do some scripture reading. Matthew chapter 7. I'm reading from verse 13. Just two verses. Matthew, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. I'm going to read it in the King James Version simply because it's the version I like. But when I'm done, I'll read it also in the New Living Translation so that it's in English you understand. Now it says, Enter you in the, at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. It's a very, very serious verse. Let's read it in the NLT. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. It's incredible. One would have thought such a horrible place, nobody would go. But many choose to go that way. But the gateway of, to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. I want you to see that this is scripture and I need you to understand it and take the scripture seriously. It says that the road to hell, a lot of people are walking on that road and they have chosen, it was their choice to go to hell. And the reason is because the gateway to heaven is a gateway you must find. It's not something you can just wake up and say. You see, the most dangerous group of people here are not the sinners. The most dangerous people here are the self-righteous who think that I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I don't sin. In fact, even all these dancing that they are dancing, they are just sinners. We thank you. Why? <laughs> I'm very happy to inform you that when the prodigal son returned home, he heard music and dancing. They were dancing for him. So we are dancing, perchance. Some prodigals walking around, that's what will make them stay. So you with your self-righteousness, who feels I'm very correct too. 
these kind people who have been sleeping around. Me, I don't do such things. So, all the people they say who is in hell, fornicators, so liars. I don't do any of those things. You are the prime candidate heading there because to, the Bible says that you should find that way. The gate to hell. How are you going to get in there? And that is why I'm preaching to you today to show you how the blood of Jesus gives you access. Hallelujah. I said how the blood of Jesus gives us access. And to explain it fully to you, I'm going to need to use a few descriptions and a few things for you to understand well. The road to hell is broad. You can carry your three girlfriends on it. You can carry all your bad habits on it. You can take your jealousy on it. You can take your unforgiveness on it. You can walk into hell with all kinds of things around you. In fact, if I had my way, I would have had somebody walk to hell for us today. But I don't want us to (laughs) joke with it. Are you in the house? But not so with God. And so he did something to show us how to access him. And to explain it well for you, I need to take you very briefly into the Old Testament. The Old Testament is a picture of the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, if you read it with the help of the Holy Ghost, you will understand many things that you see in the New Testament. You will understand the pictures well. As soon as the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the Lord told Moses, build a place for me. I want to live among you. And he gave him instructions how to build a place. And he said, first, make a whole area like that. And the area has a place we call the outer court. In the outer court, people who have sinned can bring their sheep, their goats, their turtle doves, their flower, whatever they are bringing for a sacrifice so that when the blood of the animal is poured, is poured for the forgiveness of their sin. Do you understand that one so far? So that was the first part of the temple. And to that part of the temple, almost anybody had access. The priest would come and meet you, take your animal. They would slaughter the animals there. Then they had an altar to put the meat there and they'll burn it. And it's like a burnt offering. Are you there? A burnt offering. Some of you keep asking, where is your offering? It's burnt. In other words, God has taken it to do whatever he will do with it. You can come and ask God questions. Now, God, what is the use of this meat that you have burnt? When you read heaven, if you get there, ask him. But that's what we know. Then the priests were supposed to wash off. There was a basin there, and they were supposed to wash off the blood and so forth on themselves. Now, then they went to the second part. The second part of the temple or the tabernacle was the holy place. This was a place where ordinary people could not come in, but priests could go in there. And in that place was various things. I don't want to go into it because it will take me of what I'm preaching, but it was a place where the priests would come in and do a number of things. But there was a third place The third place was inside and it was called the most holy place. And the Lord told them that in that place, put the Ark of the Covenant there. And on top of the Ark of Covenant, put something I will call the mercy seat. And that is where I will meet with you. Are you there? So in other words, that that holy of holies was God's place. But, tell your neighbor there was a but. There was a but. Nobody could go there. 
and they could not go there because everybody is sinful and sin cannot stand in the presence of God. The only person who could enter was one person called the high priest and he could only go there once a year. And as he was going there, he knew that today be today. I may not return because if God the Father is not happy with me, that's my end. And as he enters into the Holy of Holies, he would be carrying with him an offering of the blood of sacrificed animals. He had to carry two offerings. One was the blood for himself, his own sin. That before I come, Lord, I've offered an offering so that you receive me as the high priest. Then when I'm done, I'm offering this one on behalf of the whole population of Israel. And if God accepted it, the people rejoice for another year. So when the high priest is going in there, it's like, hey, will God accept me or not? And so they had a long chain tied to their waist. Because remember, nobody can go in there. If the high priest goes in there, when he goes in there, God says, foolish man, cry and you are dead. How they will remove your body from that place was a problem. And that's why he had a rope around himself. So that when they are waiting, 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 the high priest is not coming back, they can pull the rope and pull his dead body out of the place. Because you couldn't just walk in to come and talk to Jesus, to come and talk to the Lord. Now, so in between the holy place and the holy of holies, there was a curtain. Only the high priest could go beyond it until Jesus came. When Jesus landed and he arrived and his crucifixion happened, he was now shedding his blood once and for all. Amen? He was a sinless high priest. And the Bible says that as he came, are you here? Go to Matthew 27. The Bible says that when Jesus gave up his spirit, let me find the scripture, it's far down, verse 50. Remember that they had done all kinds of things. They had put a crown of Thorns, they had nailed him to the, to the cross. All those things were the things that were causing his blood to pour. The devil thought he has caught an enemy. He didn't realize that that blood pouring, it was supposed to pour. And it was pouring so that a cow's blood will not be used again. So that a goat's blood will not be used again. And so that your blood that you should use to pay for yourself will not be, will be used again. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50 that as he came and he shed his blood, the Bible said that he just, now it was time for him to die and he gave up his spirit, meaning that the job was done. And the scripture says, as soon as Jesus completed it, that veil that blocked the holy place from the most holy place, it was torn from the top to the bottom. And God was saying, today there is access for anybody who will receive that blood to walk straight into the presence of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And that is why it is not by your righteousness. Hmm. Push your name and say, I've been observing you. You have been sitting there like you are righteous. Is that your righteousness? That's why you don't even dance in church. I've been a pastor for a long time. Some of you, 
you know, I have come to see that the most distinguished looking of you, you are the most disgusting of the lot. Oh, it's true. You see some booga booga looking people like they don't know what they're about. They rather usually are cool. Is that when he says say amen? Put your hands together for Jesus. You say shout hallelujah. You say turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, and they sit there as if baked in concrete. I said, if you are sitting by such a one, tell the neighbor that I'm pretty that mommy is talking to you. <laughs> mommy is talking to you. <laughs> you are a total Pharisee. A total Sadducee. Your type has been in the Bible from the beginning. The Pharisees thought they were holy people and they would walk around in their holiness and the Bible said that they would even have things showing that who they are and they would stand at the road and look and see who can see that I'm giving alms to a beggar. Can you see? And Jesus told them, said, woe to you. They were busy saying some people are too dirty, they shouldn't come close. When a lady who was a total prostitute she realized that Jesus had come for her salvation. And she went and said, I need to give this man of God something. And she went to find ointment that she purchased and she poured it on his feet and she was crying. And she was using her hair to wipe his feet because she understood that somebody had come who would make a person out of her. But it was a Pharisee who stood there and said, ah, if this man was really a prophet, he would have known the nasty person who was pouring and wiping his feet with her hair. And Jesus, he understood what they were thinking. And he said, since I came, you have not given me anything to even wash the dirt off my feet. But this woman, this woman, this woman, this woman. Tell to your neighbor and say, don't be a Sadducee. Hmm. Don't be a Pharisee. When we see you in church, When we are even doing our things, when the people are done, they say CPS, what's that? We are rapping in church. Sinless. Sinful people. Allow us to rap. That's what we have in our spirit. That's how we know to serve God. That's what we know. That's what we know. That's what we know. Oh, yeah. About 40 years ago, I was a student like you. One of the things I liked how was dancing. The only person I know who liked dancing more than me was my sister lady, Pastor Yvonne. When you look at her today, she looks like a saint as if she's never danced. Oh yeah, she was even nicknamed in her school for dancing. We knew that we knew how to dance. And we knew the places to go to to dance. But then we met Jesus. And we came to church. And we decided that we can't go to those places anymore. And so where should we go to dance? We will do it here. I said, we'll do it here. We'll do it here. We'll remember that we were sinners. We'll remember that we're not correct. But because of Jesus, today, we can give him a dance. There's access. 
there's access, there's access. We can get up and we can walk from the outer place into the holy place, into the holy of holies, and we can walk in there, sinners like ourselves, and we can say, Lord, I just came to say good morning. I just came to say I love you, but Lord, I don't know how to say it. Allow me to wrap it. Allow me to dance it. Allow me to sing it. Allow me to just say it the way I know how to say it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 verse 17. Let's stay with the New Living Translation. Somebody should tell Pastor Wanda that he should prepare to preach the next service. I can see that this voice may leave me before. <laughs> Hebrews 10 17. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and their lawless deeds. I thank God. He doesn't remember my sins anymore. He doesn't remember what I did 30 years ago, 40 years ago. He doesn't remember what I did yesterday. He doesn't remember them anymore. Verse 18. Hey, the person should work with me. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer more sacrifices. Here you are. Already without sacrifices, you are broke. What if you now had to go and buy a cow to sacrifice for your sin? Hey, what would you have done? What would have happened to you? Verse 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Hey. I think some of you, you don't understand. Maybe you have never gone to a place that told you that you cannot enter this place. They have told you that you cannot go into this place. Unless you have a visa, you cannot enter. I remember one time, I traveled from here to the UK. I was standing in the line to go and receive my... You know, they give you an entry visa. But when you get there, they are now going to give you the visa proper. And as I was standing, there was a young man. And he came. And they were questioning him. And I could hear the questions. They were asking him questions. And the young man was answering. And as I heard his answers... I said, oh brother, you are just hot. You are not entering. <laughs> you are just hot. They said, have you been here before? They said, yes. He said, when? He gave some year. The man was sitting in front of the computer. He had the date there. He told the guy that was not the date. And when you came, did you leave on time? Oh, I left on time. The guy said, your visa expired. You did not leave on time. And what is Oh, and while he was standing there, somebody on the other side came and said, follow me. Follow me follow me. She said, they are taking you another way and you will land right back in the plane that brought you. And you go right back. But I know as I stood there, I thank God because I was holding a passport and I had a letter in it. And that letter said she's going here to this place. And so I walked up to the place. I put down my passport and I said, good morning. And I put it there. And when I put it there, he took a look at my face. He took a look at the letter. He saw the address. Accommodation. Food place to stay, this he stamped it, bah. 
and I'm back. And I just picked my things and I entered. But that is just an entry into UK. One day, we will stand at the gates of heaven. And as we are standing, Father Abraham will be there. And as he's done, he'll say, upon what are you entering? And when you come, you can choose to say, oh, I'm a righteous person. I never sin. I always pray. I always do my best. I even preach. I even do things. And he'll say, step aside. Step aside. And those fearsome characters walking around will come and say, we are waiting for you. Hell from beneath has risen up. But there are others who will stand and say, I only come in by access of the blood. I don't have my own. I don't have my righteousness. I don't have anything. But I know somebody who has. And I will tell him, oh, Father Abraham, do you remember the outer place? Do you remember the holy place? Do you remember the most holy place? Do you remember the veil is torn? There's nothing in between because of the blood. I come for the Abraham because of the blood and by the blood. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe you are going by your righteousness. I'm going by the blood. Oh yeah. I thank God for Jesus. I don't know who you worship. I don't know who you serve. But I serve a living God. I serve the one who is able to take my sin and wash it away. I'm serving the one who is able to take my old spirit and change it and give me a new spirit and tell me, today you are born again. Oh, he changed my life. He changed my name. And he gave me a reason to be alive. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Let's continue. Hebrews 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's start again from verse 17 and bring it down. Hallelujah. He says, I will not remember their sins. Verse 18. Their sins are forgiven. There's no more need to offer sacrifices. Verse 19. I want to show you this part of verse 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, he says, we can enter boldly. You see, how you enter a place, it says a lot. And some of you, when you are going to do oral exams, or you are going to do your presentation, then you enter. Like a mouse, ready to run. That's why when they are asking you questions, the questions are hard like that. Because they can see that a mouse is standing. Oh, it's true. So those of you who are in your final year, take it as free advice. Even when you don't know what you're about, walk in with confidence. Yeah, they will not see your mistakes. Are you here? But the Bible says that because of that blood, not only do we have access, but he says we can come in boldly. I said we can come in what? Boldly. We can come in what? Boldly. I'm always watching my sons when they come home. I said, these boys, they don't know that their father and me, we are married. Though. They don't know. When they are coming to our room, they don't knock. They just come. And they have entered. Boldly. <laughs> are you in the house? I said, what? Boldly. I know other people, when they are coming, they will and they'll wait to hear come in. But now some other people, when they are coming, boldly, boldly, and they have entered. I don't know how you are entering heaven, oh, 
I don't know how you plan to go. I don't know whether you plan to be creeping in and watching. But I tell you, because of the blood of Jesus, I plan to walk in boldly. I plan to look for my best steps to walk in boldly. Oh, yeah. You see? Oh, yes. You don't even need to wait until heaven. Even now, when you wake up in the morning and you're going to pray, you can come in boldly. The Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help us in time of need. Boldly. Because of the blood. Because You see, so you can look for everything if you don't look for this blood and find the blood. That's why you'll be struggling. Yeah, please go back to the Hebrews 14 scripture. What you just put there. Ooh. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Take us into the King James for this one, please. Take us to King James. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We don't approach God if you have access by the blood. You don't approach him begging. You don't approach him feeling shy. You don't approach him. You approach him boldly because the Bible says it's a throne of grace. Grace is something you can never earn. It's given to you. It's dashed to you freely. When you are coming, Satan wants to accuse you. That look at this foolish one. I saw her last night. Jesus says, be quiet. She's here by my blood. And so you can walk in boldly and the Bible says we will obtain mercy. When you are younger, you don't know that you need mercy. I said, when you are young, you don't know that what? Because you see, one of the things about youthfulness is that you are strong. So you think you can do anything. But a time comes in life when you realize that it's the mercy of God. That's why God allows you to get broken heart. When you get a broken heart, and as a young person, you wake up in the morning and you wish you were dead. And you have to ask him to help you to face the day. And you have to ask him to help you to concentrate in the class. You suddenly understand mercy. Somebody, and you had a broken heart this semester, but this is going to be your best marks. Through that broken heart, I see you getting some A's. Through that broken heart, I see some new doors opening. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We obtain mercy. We obtain mercy. Recently, when I began to lose my voice, just because most of you know that I have had COVID before, and I was in the hospital, then one of my doctors in the crisis said, no, no, come, 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 let us check. We don't know what has happened. We don't know whether something. I said, hey, what are they saying? And I went, and they had to put in this dye, whatever, whatever, and take a scan and do this and that. And then the doctors, and then I said, <laughs> I remember, I said, look, the Bible says that he who the Son sets free is a free indeed. It's free indeed. I said, you can call it this, you can call it that. I was there when the doctor called and they said, your scan is clean. It's clean. There's nothing there. There's no problem. There's no issue. I'm talking to somebody today and I'm saying, and you see, I'm giving you that example because to me, that is messy. That is messy. The people I know who had it like I had it, some of them till today they can't work. 
Till today, some cannot walk. One guy said, I walk from my house to the gate. I'm tired. One of them said, I'm driving. Not that he is walking. I'm driving and I'm breathless. And I realized I had obtained mercy. Mercy. Some of you, you don't know that you are in this school because of the mercy of God. Where you come from, what you have been through, your background, you shouldn't be here. I say you shouldn't be here. Your family, when you go and check, your great-grandmother gave birth at 16. That was the end. Your grandmother at the age of 16. Your mother at the age of 16. But somehow, you have avoided and something, something, something. And you are here on your way to getting a first degree and to changing your life. I need you to see that it is messy. It's messy. Messy. Something that we, we don't. And it's not because you have not been sleeping around. Uh-huh. You did exactly what your great-grandmother did. And exactly what your grandmother did. And exactly what your mother did. But somehow by the mercy of God, he didn't catch you. Yeah. Are you in the house this morning? I'm talking to you about what we have. What the blood of Jesus has given us. And I need to talk to somebody. You feel so bad. You feel so rotten. You feel so sinful. Every day the devil comes beating you. The reason is that you have not understood the blood. You have not understood the blood. When you confess your sin, the Bible says that First John 1 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us for all our eh, But pastor, I did it yesterday too. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't say uh, only yesterday or only today. Stop letting the devil beat you. I meet so many of you gifted people. You're not able to do much for God because you feel so bad. What will people think? What will people say? The number of brothers I've slept with, if I come to sing on the stage, what would they say? If I say that I'm going to be a center leader and preach, what will those girls say? I came to tell you today, you have obtained mercy by the blood. I said you have obtained mercy. Tell them I'm just a work under construction, but the blood of Jesus has paid for me. And therefore, I can do what I need to do. I can be who I'm going to be. I'm on my way up. And the Bible says you will find grace to help you in time of need. Grace is favor that you don't merit. I see somebody receiving favor. Your lecture doesn't like you, but you are going to receive favor. Favor is when you don't merit something. I have three sons. Two of them are married. One is on the way to marry. They are all marrying lady pastors. To me, it's the favor of God. It's the favor of God. You can't say, I worked it. You can't say, I earned it. You can't say, I did it right. Because other people went to the schools that they did and today they are smoking weed. It's just messy. Tell anybody it's what? It's just messy. It's just messy. It's the mercy of God that has kept you. Some of you, your background, when you look inside, madness is there. But you, your head is clear like something. It's just the mercy of God. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You see, some of you are looking at me. I came to inform you that every family has a mad person in it. Some have one. Some have two. Some, but at least one. Ask your neighbor, do you know the one in your family? Just ask them, do you know? 
you may not know them because sometimes the families keep them in the background but the fact that it's not you it's just mercy it's just grace and merited favor it comes to us by the blood of Jesus there is nowhere you can go that is too far for the blood there's no depth you can go that's too deep for the blood I don't care what sin you have committed whatever it is the blood is able to go there and rescue you Jesus paid for every bit of it I said Jesus paid for every bit of it as you rise to your feet this morning I want you to begin to clap and thank him for that offering that he gave you just thank him just thank him just thank him oh yes oh yes just thank him just thank him oh yeah the blood that Jesus shed for me volunteer please That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus, the blood is shed way back on Calvary. that was shared 2021 years ago so long ago it is not God's blood it does not expire it's not human blood that you must have the correct blood group before it will work for you 
but it is a blood that is a universal blood and the power that it had 2021 years ago is still active and it is still available today and that is why this morning I want to speak to you and say if you have not given your life to Jesus if you have not received of the mercy of that blood today do not allow yourself to leave this place without receiving Jesus Christ when we say receive Jesus what you are saying is that you are receiving the sacrifice that he made for you and thereby you are getting born again and Jesus told us in John chapter 3 and verse 3 he said that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit and what happens to you is that your spirit is what is born again this morning maybe you cannot say with confidence I am born again please don't wait any day more don't wait even one more day don't wait even one more hour but this morning as every head is bowed and every eye is closed I want to see you lift up that right hand and I want you to see you say that I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior I want you to say that this morning I want to have access into heaven I too want to come to that place when I get to the gate of heaven I know that I have access I will not be turned away slip up that right hand God bless you I see your hands I see your hands all over outside lift up that hand as a sign and you're saying that I want to receive Jesus I want to receive Jesus today me too I have need of the blood please if your hand is up step out and come to me I want to pray with you and lead you into the glorious presence of Jesus for you also today the veil has been rent from top to bottom there is access to Jesus there's access to the father just come from outside stretch yourself and come outside at the back outside at the side God bless you keep coming keep coming keep coming keep coming God bless you keep coming keep coming oh just come just come for it reaches to the heart there is nothing you have done that the blood cover ah it goes so low so low it can fit you there oh the blood that keeps me strength from day to day it will I'm just waiting for that one person. Something is holding you back to your seat. The enemy is bargaining for your soul. He's telling you where you are standing. Oh, there's no hope for you. There's hope for everybody, but not for you. I am telling him he's a liar and telling him to move off in Jesus' name. Take a break. Make yourself step out. Break away from his voice and come. He has condemned you for a long time. But today, I'm serving him notice. It's his last time. He will not serve you notice again because the blood of Jesus was poured for you. My friend, come, step out, leave your friend who says they are not coming. Step out and come for salvation for yourself. And as they sing it one last time, I want you to just step out and come. Just come, just come, just come. Step out and come. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh Jesus, step out and join us in front here. Don't mind them, just step out and come. Oh, yes. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. If you're standing in front here with me, 
this morning i want you to pray this prayer after me make it your own prayer it is your prayer granting you access in the whole to the holy of holies where god's presence is and if you're in the congregation help us as we pray you want to say lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me with your blood cleanse me from every sin lord jesus please write my name in the book of life that from today i will have access into the holy of holies where you are from today i will not be accused again from today there is hope for me from today i also i will have access into heaven in jesus name Father, I pray for each one standing here. I pray for them, Lord, that the reality of the blood will be so real that never again will the enemy get hold of them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-S-E. God richly bless you.